Listener Production. Where the sneaky cinnamon scroll you just have to have. Even though you already ate a big breakfast with extra hash browns and three coffees. You'll eat until you explode. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Oh, g'day, g'day, Matt O'Kine and Alex Dyson with you for a Monday morning. What's going on, Alex? Oh, not too much. Met my first anti-masker on the weekend, so Ooh, pretty good. how'd that go? Um, it, was, it went pretty... I think it went pretty okay from my perspective, you know. Were just you wearing out. a mask at the no, time? No, I was wearing a mask, and I was on the uh, door welcoming, you know, patrons to Comedy Republic. Um, oh, no. They were, yeah. they were a guest at Comedy Republic? And it came in. I think it was a mother and daughter. And... Um, Daughter was wearing a mask, mother wasn't, and they were trying to get some tickets to a show and that sort of thing. And it was like, yeah, no worries, come on in. Um, just might have to ask you to put your mask on just while you're walking around. But once you get a drink and, you know, sit down, you'll be absolutely fine. Take it off. And she said to me, um, oh, I've actually got an exemption Oh, that. And I'm well, like, I mean, a lot of people do have exemptions for I'm several like, different reasons. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. So I'm like, oh, cool. Can I, can I have a look at it, please? And she's like, I don't have it with me. <laughs> okay. Like, oh. Okay, cool. What's what's the exemption for? Silence. I don't have to tell you what it's for. <laughs> well, no? Okay. Um, that may or may not be true. I don't know the rules. Is it true? I don't think it's true. I think, well, yeah, I don't know if it's true. But when I asked what the exemption's for, you could have said, you could have said lungs, yeah. asthma. Asthma. It's I'd surgery, say, okay, well, I, I can't prove that. I'm like, that. well, I've got a, got a spare mask if you would... Would mind putting one? She goes, oh, okay, fine. Oh, so you she, you gave her a mask? Yeah, we got some spare ones if people you know lost and it. She or something. It. And she put it on. So the exemption. Oh well, you know, then must that's have not been. a. She's not an anti-masker. <laughs> she just forgot her mask and tried to lie. No, that's not true. No, she just an anti-masker wouldn't wear one that's just been given to them. Well, I had to be relatively firm with her. I'm like, we'll get in trouble if you're not wearing it. An anti-masker would hold their arms above their head and say. I will sue <laughs> if You're you go near me with that rights. mask. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and you, would anyway. have, you and Kyron Wheatley would have to drag her out of there. <laughs> but instead, she put on a little, a little tempo one, temporary one. So well yeah, done. She wasn't happy, happy with it. But I think, I think well, it you couldn't okay. tell. You couldn't see her smiling or frowning. <laughs> well, She's you can see the frown through that mask. I tell you what. Cool. <laughs> yeah, and she didn't put it on very well. I'll just say I'm happy I got it that far. <laughs> hey, I tell you what. Speaking of putting things on. We have a Turkin, <laughs> Alex Dyson. We have the world's first Turkin. It has arrived. <laughs> it's been completed. Tracy Costin and Oscar from Ascot Wig Makers has dropped around the world's first Turkin. I'll wait till I unveil it because she also brought what it's on um, as well. She, the way it's presented, I, I need to show you exactly how I saw it for the first time. Oh, so goodness. I'm going to pull that out. And... Uh, we are going to make history here in this episode of Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. It's a world first. It's coming up very soon. Hello. Happy Monday. Let's go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, the time have cometh. <laughs> That's what they say. We've been talking over the last couple of weeks, almost months, in fact. <laughs> it does <laughs> feel like that, at least. <laughs> <laughs> About creating... The world's first convertible hairpiece. That's right. Um, now, ironically, this is a type of hairpiece used m- probably mostly by men who drive convertibles. <laughs> <laughs> the toupee, <laughs> the toupee, Merkin. That's it. It's a Turkin. It's a Turkin, and like 
all other fashion pieces that have two rolls, it is the coolest thing going around. Like pants that you can zip off the bottom of and turn into shorts. You know, oh. it's like a jumper you can zip off the sleeves and make a vest. This thing is trendy. We we spoke to the senior editor of the Macquarie Dictionary and they mentioned that janties are almost in the dictionary. Jean panties. I mean... That denim thong. <laughs> that jong to jong jong jong. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, 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 no. Come on, what, the jong? No, the dong, the denim thong. That dong to dong dong dong. dong. <laughs> Look... So I finally dropped by Ascot Wig Makers, um, Tracy Costard and Oscar, wig maker extraordinaire. She's been making uh, wigs for decades now. And she's she was so awesome to work with mm. and to chat to and just to be around. Her energy is amazing. And she was really excited because this is one of the few projects that she gets to do that isn't of a serious nature, you know. we gotta, we got to re- mm. remember that a lot of people seeking wigs mm-hmm. um, and additional hair pieces do it for medical reasons, whether they be born with alopecia, whether it's a result of accident, chemotherapy, et cetera, et cetera. So that, they do some really great work for uh, people who need hair. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also, occasionally, two idiots come along and need a turkin. Because one of them is losing a little bit of lushness <laughs> from the forehead. And so whilst we were doing that, we thought we could add a bit of lushness to the downstairs, hence... The uh, the upstairs downstairs Turkin. Now I am yet to see the Turkin. Well, Alex Dyson, let me just tell you what I saw when I first walked in. Okay, because when you walk in, you see a lot of heads, a lot of hair, all mm. different styles of wigs. Tracy ushered me into the studio. Said, "Okay, close your eyes, turn around. It's in the back corner of the room here." I took a big breath. I waited for my heartbeat to calm. I turned around. I'm going to hold it up for you, Alex Dyson. This is what I saw. <laughs> now, okay, now Matt is holding up a polystyrene head, <laughs> which has a, a nice, a, a more growth than I thought. The bag of hair that your dad found under the stairs that you cut off your head when you were 16 years old, it, it seems like it's lusher than what I pictured from that. Okay. Because there's so some look, long strands. Well, like, like a quality winemaker, okay, Tracy used some from the single vineyard. Yep. Okay. Which is mine. You know, when you get when you get a bottle of Cab Sav, they say single vineyard. This is from the one vineyard. This is from the source. Yeah, yeah. then you know that this is the this is the premium range. This is the $50 a bottle kind of vibe. Mm. All right. Now, some are your varietals, your blends. Ooh, all right. Ooh, okay. So, uh, your, uh, you know, the, the $10 a bottle, um, it just says dry white. <laughs> uh, it, it's just, it could be anything in there. Um, so, all are made with my hair. Some have needed to be voluptualized with sure. uh, additional. From human or animal? Human hair. Human, human hair. hair. Wow. So- yep. Um, so we've got, we've got a couple here. We've got a couple of different options. All right. Some, some are fuller than others. Some are, some are sort of, they stick out a little bit more than others. Right. So she's, she's given you the, as well as having a a bit of an explosion, a shock of black hair with a few curls on top. Uh, this polystyrene head also has a, a slightly thin and wispy curly beard that. Handlebar mustache and a beard. could. Certainly, be confused for the Merkin attire. <laughs> well, it's funny that you say that, Alex Dyson, because the beard 
That's a single vineyard. That is 100%. <laughs> That's, how Matt has O'Kline Tracy hair? managed to... She's done this strand by strand and put yep. it all together. Now. And you can put this on... <laughs> So there's the handlebar mo, which is mostly my hair, a few strands of someone else's. Mm -hmm. There's the full beard, which is 100% my hair. It looks less patchy than the beard you tried to grow a couple of years ago. (laughs) (laughs) And round the back, this is the thing I'm most excited about. All right. Tracy wanted this to be chest hair, but I think this could almost be the full Merkin. Okay, now it looks, you can't tell how full (laughs) it is, but this is 100% my hair, Okay. I'm going to take this out. Okay. So Matt's taken the, off the back. It was a sort of a little mullet on the back of this polystyrene head, pinned on yeah. like a beetle at a museum. Okay. <laughs> now I'm going to take off my head. Look, I mean, this is barren. <laughs> Look at this. Okay. Oh, I mean, that you could have done better with holding back the laugh, Alex Dyson. <laughs> well, I mean, come on. Well, it's just as soon as the hat comes off, you realise, oh, yeah, the tide's out at the moment. <laughs> if anyone's been to Yosemite National Park before, we call it the Half Dome, um, the large curved rock uh, is now about to get a thicket of black hair, which is, you know, this is 20 centimetres worth of curls. Okay, okay. This, so this could end up making the front of Matt's head now, what was once once a desert, an oasis of hair. Can I just show you as well what, what Tracy did to, to show you how this would work as not just a toupee, oh! right, but also <laughs> as... A Merkin. Oh. Now, is, oh she she has crafted a, a it, member out of some old stocking. Is that a decoy schlong? <laughs> and you take it out, you slide your thing out, and there's the hole. See, there's a hole that you can that put it all If you're putting in. the Merkin on downstairs, you um, <laughs> secure it. <laughs> See, now look at this. See, so I'm going to duck out a screen and I'm going to show you how this would apply. Okay, so Matt's going off to the side. I'm still getting over that Tracy's not only a master wig maker, but um, can make a snag. Okay, Matt's, a, a, um, he's now attaching and walking back into shots. Whoa, okay. See? Yeah. <laughs> it's, see? With a little bit of prodding and prying and sculpting. See? This is... This is turning back the clock. Right, right? Like, don't you reckon I look pretty good? <laughs> that is, that's remarkable. It's, you're almost like Danny I'm, from I'm Greece. I'm me again. Yeah. I feel 16. That's huge, man. I feel like I could walk into any business meeting with a spring in my step. <laughs> that's incredible. Like my, She's done an I amazing job. I feel like job. my workmates would give me more respect now. Goodness me. You do look young. You do look fresh. With the headphones on. Well, oh, okay. <laughs> we had a little, uh, we, the air little got underneath the boat, it there. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but we're back back on ground level. And with Matt putting it on, it, that is a young person's haircut. It's, it's looking a little Kramer at the moment. Yeah, it is looking a little bit Kramer. But look, see, I reckon that, I reckon that looks pretty good. Now, mm. should I try it on down there? I mean, now we're getting into new territory. Okay. I don't know. I'm just going to show you what it might look like. Okay, I'll take it off. I'll just, give, I'll just put it down there a little bit. Okay. We're going up. Okay, it's at this point, uh, listening, that you are very glad that podcasts don't have visuals because I believe Matt, what Matt is going to do now is to add a little bit of the... Oh, no, he's walking into <laughs> shot with the Merc, the turkey in his pants. It's coming up, and I tell you what, you don't have much of a snail trail. No, see, there's not much of a snail trail, so... So the hair sort of... <laughs> what do you reckon? Really pops up. 
Are you? Are you? If I was like dancing in the club and I just yeah. did a little bit of these ones, <laughs> people would be like, damn. The problem is you it's off your head now as well. So, you, yeah, put the well, hat back on. Well, that's when I put the hat on. Yeah, all right. Well, this is good early science here on Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. The Turkins seems to be able to do both and with a little bit and of sculpting. that's actually what – this is the third one. The, 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 the one that was 100% my hair, Tracy actually made as, as the extra rug on good. the chest. Because I think it does look a little bit fake when you've just got a big – looks like you've stuffed a wig down your pants. <laughs> with a turkey. But when you add a bit of chest hair, it's like, okay, this could be a bit more natural. That looks really real. <laughs> that looks really <laughs> real. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Matt See? was just dancing on the screen with hair coming out of every bit of clothing. And a bit off the front of the head. <laughs> Mate, you're a brand new man. I know. I, this hair is giving you confidence. I've got to seal it down. Once that's done, then it's all good. All right. Well, we do have to work out how we can get some photos of you because I'm not sure. I'm back. I'm pretty sure if we put this online, we are going to get complaints. Only fans, we're coming for you. And potentially it could mean, Matt O'Kine, that we are the first two Australian radio hosts to start their own OnlyFans. I'm going to be so (laughs) haired up. I can't wait. Mo, beard, toupee, turkin, merkin, chest hair. The rig and the rug together at last. <laughs> coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Now, Matt, we had a little bit of a discussion last week. Disagreement, could you say, last week? Oh, I may have put my foot in it, mate. We had some uh, differing opinions as to what would be the best age of a doctor. To have yeah, when you go I mean, into I regret, the when you I go regret, into the clinic, I regret choosing sides, man. <laughs> and I, you know, why I regret choosing sides because I don't have a regular doctor. Oh, of course, right. You know, so so the next doctor I see, I mean, I'm here on my podcast saying, "Oh, yeah, I think I prefer older doctors." Next doctor I see could very well be a young doctor. Mm. Next minute, with the chip you know? on their shoulder, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whilst they're trying to figure out the chip on your shoulder, <laughs> so. <laughs> I, I just wanted want to be known now that I cowardly am re- retracting all of my comments. Well, about- you can't because we're about to get to the bottom of this um, because, you know, made the point, old doctors, they've seen it all. You know, they're so experienced. They'll be able to diagnose. They've got the level-headedness uh, to be able to treat you better. Young doctors, I thought, well, the, the passion's still there. They've got the most up-to-date information. Their training was so recently that there's no chance that they're going oh, to be trying to trying to um, inject their you with a little uni, bit of mercury. <laughs> their whole uni degree was done on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> well, to, to settle it, we do have a doctor with us of the young variety. They are our next Matt and Alex insider. Are you keeping juicy gas from me? Do you know what's going on here? We know what's going on. You won't believe it. Real juicy. So let's just keep it on the down low, shall we? Matt and Alex's Insiders. Insiders. Yes, once and for all, we're going to settle what age of doctor is best, old, young, or somewhere in between. To help us out, we have a 28-year-old doctor. Been in the game for six beautiful years. Joining us right now on the phone, hello, Dr. Anonymous. Hi, how are you going? Take us from high school, okay? So once Uh, you get out of there, what have you had to do to get to your point? 
So I finished high school and went straight into med school. So it was an undergrad uni degree that took five years. So that essentially meant I graduated and was working as a doctor from 23. Interesting. And what was young? Talk us through your first patient. You're the because that's the youngest you can get. No gap year. Five years straight out. You're basically Doogie Howser. (laughs) What was the what was your first patient and how did it go? I think some poor elderly person on a general medical ward at the public hospital I was working in at the time, and you can guarantee the first words out of their mouth were something like, hmm, you look a bit young to be a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) And you've been getting it ever since, I bet, from them, from people my age, from everyone. Does it it annoy you when people don't have faith in your abilities, or do you kind of understand? I mostly understand. Look, there, like there are some days when I get frustrated by it. Like you might have a really busy clinic where it just happens multiple times in a row with you know mm. every older lady that you see. But then a lot of the time, I sort of am willing to cop it a bit because it's sort of you know a stereotype that's so ingrained in people that it's pretty hard to reverse. <laughs> mm, well, it sounds like a Matt O'Kine who was saying, oh, "Give me stereotypes." An older doctor. Can you tell us a few benefits of being a young doctor that potentially an older doctor may not have. Yeah, I mean, I think obviously like life experience certainly counts for a lot in the older generation and we don't always have that. But I think one of the benefits of us younger trainees is we certainly know where to look when we don't know what's going on, right? Like we're very in tune with technology. <laughs> yeah, does yeah. Dr. Google come out a bit, do, do they? How often are you Googling oh, God. Dr. Anon? A couple of times a week. Wow. Okay. And does it have your history? What's the last thing you Googled <laughs> as a doctor? You're anonymous. I this think, is fine. Uh, the last thing I Googled, it's like the location of a particular nerve. Oh. oh, okay. Like before you do an operation, so you know that that structure will be out of your way. Right. Oh, okay. okay. So you don't want to hit the nerve while you're going through. So you just. Correct. You, you know, it's just a quick refresher. Make sure you know where that is in your head before you weren't Googling you like scrub in. Tonsillitis? What's that? (laughs) Um, Probably the other thing that we are probably better at that does save your bacon is like asking for help from our colleagues earlier. Oh, Ah, so a bit bit more humble potentially. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. right. I think think we've come through an era where it's much more acceptable to not know what you're doing and to ask for help early. Certainly bosses tell you stories about when they were at our level in training, right, and they're – doing an operation after hours and they've got a textbook up on their desk, like in the back of the operating theatre, like. <laughs> open book, open heart exam. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you wow, okay. stories about that from, you know, like 70s, 80s surgical training. <laughs> mm. And do you do you ever get grossed out anymore? No, not really. <laughs> I think People I'm come in with anything well, and you're just like, yeah. Pretty yep. well desensitised to everything now. Oh, okay. Goodness I don't me. know if I could do it. I still get the squirmies when I think of any any sort of operating shows or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, it's always tough when you change the channel and it's just on. That doesn't even give you a chance. You know, it's right <laughs> there, which is um, pretty rough. I remember I remember eat, watching, I remember eating a kebab once in this uh, Turkish like fast food restaurant and the TV yeah. in the corner was playing Embarrassing Bodies. I was like, what? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why am I? I mean, all good having embarrassing bodies on, but not while I'm eating my kebab. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, a sort of, that's a sort of dinner table conversation I have to tone down a lot. Oh, yeah, oh, of yeah, course. Well, what are some things that you, you just can't bring up at the dinner table? <laughs> um, 
I think one of the things is definitely how many photos we all have on our phones, like of <gasps> people's wounds or like skin lesions and things, because you know it's the easiest way to describe things or refer to another person is send them a photo. And you've really got to be careful, like if you go to show a friend a photo of something on your phone that you manage to skip the section that is, you know, all the cases you've operated on this week. Wow! So you accidentally <laughs> swipe a little bit further, and you you show them a sick pic. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Send us that's, your um, sick pic. That's something I've really got to watch for. Yeah, unsolicited sick pics are disgusting. <laughs> so um, please don't be doing yeah, that one, Doctor really, Anonymous. Really at risk of that if you hang out with too many doctors. Goodness me! So uh, overall, what you know, you're anonymous. You can say whatever you like to this question. <laughs> overall, yeah. what is the ideal age? of a doctor for someone? Oh, God, if I had to choose, look, I think you want to get to that spot, I think, where you're towards the end of your specialty training. And I think that's the point where you know the most, right? You sit, you sit your fellowship exam, which is the final exam before you pass on to being a consultant yourself. And I think that's the most information you're ever going to know. Mm. <laughs> and for most people, that happens in their sort of early to mid-30s, depending on how long your training's taken. Interesting. So this doctor, I would like to see a doctor in the early to mid-30s. Yeah, I reckon it's when, you know, you've got the most knowledge that you're probably going to have. You haven't started losing it, but you've also got probably 10 to 15 years of experience behind you at least. I think it's probably the sweet spot. Interesting. So the yours, Matt, of you, you want a doctor who has his grandkids in the corner of the room, or like her um, <laughs> pictures of of the uh, the great grandchildren on the mantle. That's that's not ideal. I, well, yeah. Okay. Look, I think I think we do want that sweet spot in the middle, thirties, forties, yeah. sure. Um, but anyone, anyone is welcome as long as they're knowledgeable and exactly. they are kind and helpful. Exactly. What's the cash like? Good money. <laughs> Go on, dish it. We're, we're anonymous here. You, you're making solid bank or what? So actually, no, so actually, our hourly rate is terrible, but we work so many hours that it adds up to a loss. Oh, okay. Can you give us a figure for the hourly? <laughs> you're anonymous. Hours. Not to us. No, <laughs> we but... We know who it is. We're not going to tell them. Well, I always just imagine all doctors are rich, young or old. If, if, I, if I met a 28-year-old doctor, I'd be like, oh, well, you've obviously got... Uh, you, you, you're not renting anymore. That's what I would assume. No, no, I'm definitely renting. I'm not buying a house anytime soon. Okay, interesting. All right, well, that's that's okay. Thank you. For that That sums up all I needed to know. Okay, good. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, I'm glad we got that done, Dr. Anonymous. Thank you so much. Um, and, yeah, we appreciate you joining us. No worries. Thanks for having me. Catch you later. Bye. And if you'd like to be a Matt and Alex insider, if you've got the goss on the industry you do your dirty dealings in, please get in touch, matt.and.alex. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. Click, click, click. Click, click, click. Click fish. Click fish. With producer Bron. Yeah, it's that time of the week where we ask our producer, Bron, to click all the headlines that we didn't want to click over <laughs> the weekend. But we're genuinely tempted. I mean, oh, they, they're, they're getting very good, aren't they, at really just giving us that fine dining. But, I mean, you know, the they're not is chucking I absolute, you know, chum into the water. This is some... No. They're throwing They've in They've got you. the popcorn shrimp going <laughs> with the spicy mayo. <laughs> The wood charred uh, baked potato bread. I mean, they know what they're doing. <laughs> and Bron, and they're serving it up. You've been gobbling. What's been happening? <laughs> hey, guys. So first headline from 7 News. 
um, Naomi Osaka savage victory speech moment goes viral. Now, Matt, I expect that you've clicked this. I haven't. What? I actually have not clicked it. That's not like you. On the night of the final, I was babysitting my my little baby nephew and I was rockabye babying, so I missed the whole thing. I didn't click it, but I'm sure I saw it on something. Maybe TikTok. I don't well, know. I mean, look. Can we just can we just clarify though? The definition of the word "savage" <laughs> seems to be wildly different from reality versus what media you know, sides <laughs> yeah. believe it to mean. Yeah, because <laughs> I would say the response. I mean, I'll wait and hear what the response is, but before I determine whether it was in fact savage or not, we've brought in the audio, Bron. Yeah, we've got to grab here so you guys okay. can check if it's savage or not. Oh. So this is Naomi who is doing her victory speech just moments after winning the Australian Open where she crushed American Jennifer Brady. All right. So let's have a listen. Firstly, um, I want to come... Do you like to be called Jenny or Jennifer? Jenny. Okay. Firstly, I want to congratulate Jennifer. Um, we played in the semis of the U.S. Open, so a couple months ago, and I told everyone that would listen that you're going to be a problem, and I was right. <laughs> no one really laughed, and that made it really awkward, yeah. but it Wait, was pretty funny. What, what was the savageness that she called her Jennifer after asking whether she prefers Jenny or Jennifer? So yeah, she said, she... do you prefer Jenny or Jennifer? And she said, Jenny. And she goes, well, Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, Jennifer. <laughs> but... I think it was just she just misheard it. No, she she knew what she was doing. She really? She knew what she was doing. But why would she do that? Why would she not call her the thing that she said to be called? Because she's an absolute savage, <laughs> Matt. I just don't believe it. I think she just misheard it. It was very innocent in the video, but I would like to think that it was that savage. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> it was okay. pretty savage. I think... I think because no one laughed, it was like it came off as real. But it is quite a funny joke, but... um. Yeah, also, after you've just, as you said, just absolutely demolished this person in a game of tennis, there's no need to just stick the knife in again. <laughs> I don't think she ground. did it on purpose. She I absolutely it was, I reckon did. it would be savage if she was like, hey, are you Jenny or Jennifer? And, the, and she was like, Jenny. And then she's like, yeah, well, Jenny from the block, more like... Jenny off the block because I just beat you. Like, that would be <laughs> that would be savage. Well, I don't know if it would be, but. Anyway, that was a pretty funny moment in sport, Ron. (laughs) So next one from news.com. The headline is Simpsons predict new political scandal. So obviously the Simpsons are known for predicting um, world events years (laughs) before they happen. Um, And they've got one this time that fans are saying they think that they predicted US Senator Ted Cruz ditching his state of Texas during the winter storm, which has put everyone in crisis mode. So this is a grab from the Simpsons where... How, how long ago is this, Mac was this is from? Um, this is from a 1993 episode. Oh, 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 okay. Here we go. And now for an emergency announcement from the mayor. People of Springfield, because of the epidemic, I have cancelled my vacation to the Bahamas. I shall not leave the city. Hey, you, get that steel drum out of the uh, mayor's office. Sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those looking really bad in Texas uh, with the, the polar vortex and all stuff going on and then Ted Cruz spotted 
wheeling a large large suitcase at the airport on the flight to Cancun. Oh, come on. He and would then, have booked this stuff in months ago. Yeah, but when you're in crisis, as we've seen from Australian things, probably best to help out your constituents. Do you know and how then, difficult but, it is? Because the problem is, then he goes, oh, I was just seeing them off, being a good dad, seeing them off comes back on the Thursday flight wearing a Texas flag mask coming back in just go, I just flew all the way to Mexico to wave goodbye and come home. I was doing that all the time. Hey, I, look, it's difficult to get everyone together for a family holiday. So <laughs> I don't blame him. Asking for that time off months in advance. You got the good deal, I'm sure. So this headline's from Pedestrian. The first Aussie to get the COVID vaccine was this legend who threw ScoMo a cheeky V. Um, have you guys seen this video? No. <laughs> it's crazy. So yesterday, ScoMo um, got the vaccine and so did an 84-year-old World War II survivor called Jane. Um, and when she was getting her COVID vaccine, ScoMo was saying, hey, let's put, you know, our a peace sign up and say V for vaccine. She did it and then flipped it the other way to give it the reverse. <laughs> Yelled up yours. Oh, yeah. wow. Well, let's have a listen. You're going to be giving the V for vaccine. The V for vaccine. Oh, <laughs> Very good. <laughs> 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 Always front. Always front. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's more savage than Naomi, potentially. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All day breakfast. Alex Dyson, what's Woods saved in your phone as? Um, she is saved uh, by her birth name, L. Graham. But oh. her company, I've got as Woods. <laughs> oh, see, I mean, I would have thought that you would have saved her name as Woods. No, no. But, didn't you, but you knew her as Woods first, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. but I didn't want but, to put her as Woods. Oh, I put a real real name there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I just wondered because my my I put my partner as Belinda, but then I also her listing is officially Belinda Archive Brisbane. Right? <laughs> Archive is the bar that we met at. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and it's still in there to this day. Yep. Six years and a child later. <laughs> but I just made me think about who, what your partners, what people's partners must be. Because when you first meet someone, mm. like the reason why I put it Belinda Archive Brisbane is because I was like, oh, this is the person, Belinda, that I met at that bar, Archive, in Brisbane. Yep. Now, a lot of people, I put, I put cities next to every single person I put in my phone. So I know if ever I'm in Brisbane, I'm like, oh, who's in Brisbane? What? <laughs> No, it's not just a girl thing. It's every. Well, it's, it's, no, look. I'll show you. No, no. Look. Belinda Brisbane, Brisbane. Ben, Jeff, Amy, Daniel, Billy, all these people. I always. Yep. This is this is what okay. I do. For, just right. so whenever I'm in a town, especially uh, when you're just, touring. What's that, what's that? What's that saying about I sailors in different ports? No. That's. Oh man, <laughs> this is. I've got proof. That I do this for everyone. Yeah, okay. Sorry for being organised, man. <laughs> Sorry for having a good filing structure to my phone. Belinda Archive Brisbane. <laughs> well, anyway. Brilliant. I mean, Jeffrey Walker, who I worked with on H2O, is still 13 years later in my phone as Jeffrey H2O. Oh, you wow. Know? Yep. So, so that's just what I do. But it just made me think when you meet, when you meet someone, you don't know when, what they're going to, you know, how they're going to be in your life 
years later. That is true. So I was wondering whether there was any, you know, you listening must have, what's your partner in your phone as? That's all mm, I want to know. That's true. Okay. Because is it a nickname? Is it where you met them? Maybe you just thought that, maybe you, they were like, um, bourbon dude, <laughs> uh, you know, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my dad's, someone went to me the other day because my dad's Ian Dyson. And they're like, why do you have him as dad? I'm like, I don't know. Just got <laughs> Ian. Wait, Ian's is Ian in your phone? As Ian, Ian Dyson, company father. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it does remind me. It does remind me of um, when I asked Tom Ballard accidentally found out the you know the pet names that me and my old girlfriend had for each other and absolutely ripped me on air for it. That <laughs> was, was that why? Was it in your phone? As that? No, I just showed him a note from her. I was like, oh, that's really sweet, and he's like. Who's dishy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so cringe, isn't it? Really cringe. And you, just, you know, the other day, you might have um there was a little there was a little mishap on air, potentially, where there could have been a few times where I was saying my current partner's pet name. Nickname. Well that really? we call each other, yeah. But no one did picked, we, did, no one picked I up miss on it. it. No one picked up on it. So oh, wait. There's, yeah, a little, no, 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 there's a little Bron, all-day breakfast challenge. Start, Bron, dig, are you there? start digging into the archives. <laughs> Not the archive Brisbane, but the, ar- the Matt and Alex archives. See if you could pick up and see. First person, how about this? We've got a new shipment of uh, all-day breakfast robes. If you can figure out what the nickname is for Woods, you get yourself a nice little robe. How about that? Uh, I know where I would start. Okay. I know where I would start. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. It'll be fun. What's Woods' pet nickname? Dyson's nickname for Woods. Hit us up at matt.n.alex. Well, it's for each other. It's the same. It's the same name. Oh, okay. Well, first one in gets a swanky new. Pretty embarrassing. I'm starting to go hot. All right. Here we go. That's it. All day breakfast with a cup of tea with a tea bag stuck in it. Mm-mm. And Madokine, that brings us to the end of another all day breakfast. Thank you so much for tuning in on this uh, daily audio adventure. Uh, please get in touch if you are a fan of the show. And over the last couple of weeks, reckon you know what the uh, the pet name is? There's a robe up for grabs, my friends. Chucky. Chucky. Yeah, is it Chucky? You call each other Chucky? No, not Chucky. Oh, okay. No. There was a wow. kid at my high school whose nickname was Chook. Oh, really? Don't know why. Actual name probably was James. Liked, probably liked chicken. There it is. Tell you what, you only have to you only have to eat one whole barbecue chicken at school to get called that the rest of your <laughs> life. <laughs> that was probably it. Uh, but speaking of Warrnambool, we got a voice memo from Marley, who heard our conversation last week about what's your town's claim to fame. And uh, I talked about the gap in Warrnambool, which is a gap between the bowling alley and a cafe or something that you've got to try and slip through. And um, Marley remembers. And she's sent us a little bit of a trip down memory lane that she had. So uh, we're going to leave you with that today. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're Matt and Alex, and we'll catch you next time. See you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Oh my god, the gap! Me too! The gap challenge! I oh, Biggest childhood memory. I still remember the first time. It was like, I saw all my friends in that little... It was like a courtyard, but I don't know how you were actually supposed to access it. And you gotta waddle through, like, with your nose, like, basically licking this brick wall. 
and you're like sucking in your tummy and everything. You finally get there and you get to this little courtyard and you're like, I hope I don't die in here. Like, yeah, that was like one of my biggest childhood memories. How funny. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au. Listener.